Is it a coincidence that I'm talking about the Holy Spirit this morning? I like coincidences or God incidences. <laughs> if you'd like to look at Galatians 5, um, verses 16 to 18, it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the, the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. It comes back to 1 Corinthians, doesn't it? We have the Spirit within us, but we have that war of the flesh and the Spirit going on all the time. But if we follow the Spirit, we will not be under the law. Heavenly Father, we thank you that your presence is with us this morning by the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit. Thank you that we would be open to your, what you're speaking to us this morning, Lord, each and every one of us. Father, you know us better than we know ourselves. We know what, you know what we need to hear this morning. You know what we need to act on. And I thank you that we would be uh, open hearts, open spirits to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. God has a lot of commands and instructions and teachings and all types of things for us Christians, doesn't he? We're meant to love not only each other, we're meant to love our enemies. What? That's not right. You don't love your enemies. You kill them or be unkind to them or something. It says we've got to bear the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And wives, stop looking at your husbands, telling them they should need to improve on a few of these areas. We all do. The Ten Commandments. I mean, even if we had to stop there, there's ten things there we've got to do in our human capacity. I mean, if God didn't want us to covet our neighbour's house and donkey, why did he give them such good houses and donkeys? Wouldn't it be good to give them ordinary ones like same as theirs so then we wouldn't have to covet? We wouldn't then have all this whole problem. We have Jesus telling us we're the salt of the earth, the light on the hill. Paul tells us we're ambassadors for Christ. Responsibility after responsibility is on our shoulders. God, you're asking me to be like your son? Really? Do you know what you're doing? Well, I kind of guess God does know what he's doing. Easy to read, isn't it? We can read through the Bible and go, well, that's pretty good. Not so easy to maybe do. Even Paul, you know, the greatest apostle, writes in Romans 7, about this struggle with the flesh and the spirit, a wretched man that I am. If Paul thinks he's a wretched man, I'm really down the list. Who will deliver me from this body of death? So with all this responsibility we have, do we just run away or stick our head in the sand or, or what? Could I suggest that we need to walk in the Spirit? That's easy, isn't it? 
But what does that mean? What does it mean, walking in the Spirit? What does it look like to you and me? Is it sitting in a monastery, I would say cross-legged, but I'm not real good at crossing my legs. You know, sitting home, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Some would think that's quite spiritual. Perhaps it is. Not for me. And then there's the, the spiritual one when you say, how are you? Oh, bless God, praise God, Jesus is great. And you, know, you have a cup of tea while you're waiting for them to give you the answer. Is that a sign of spirituality? Is that walking in the spirit? Maybe it is. Being so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. I don't think that's really walking in the spirit. Yes, we need to be heavenly minded. But we also need to be of great value on earth for the kingdom of God. And we do this when we walk in the spirit. It's going to play today. Oh, look at that. Oh, didn't do it correctly, but it did it. Just quickly, what is the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Well, he lives within us. As I said before, that's awesome. 1 Corinthians 6.19. He's a help, helper, comforter, counsellor, depending on your Bible translation in John 14. He guides us to all truth in John 16. He helps us in our weaknesses. He intercedes for us in Romans 8. He teaches us. John 14, he testifies of Jesus, John 15. The role of the Holy Spirit is to make us more Christ-like, more salty to make the world thirst for the kingdom of God. As I look around the church, we come from many varied backgrounds, many different cultures, different families, we have different ethics and standards. The cultural family standards that we bring with us into, Christ, into our Christian walk is why we need the guidance of the Holy Spirit to show us the benchmark. I'm sure the cultural benchmark in India is different to Australia. South Africa is different to the Philippines. And even within nations... There is cultural differences, even in Australia. You can go to Victoria, go to... You wouldn't want to go to New South Wales, but if you had to, they got... I mean, they got this silly cultural difference that they think the Blues can play football, but we just continually prove them wrong. But you, you know what I mean? That there's... And, you know, different areas have different cultural things that... Cultural things are those things that you don't really have to talk about. You just know. You know, it's like lining up in fish and chip shops. You know, you in Australia, you jump the line in a fish and chip shop. For those who are from overseas, if you go to the fish and chip shop, please do not jump the line. That is a cultural thing of Australia. You will get in bother. But when you walk into the fish and chip shop, someone doesn't say, hey, Sandy, don't push in. Because it's our cultural thing. We know we don't push in. But I don't know about other nations. Maybe you don't have to line up for your fish and chip shops. But that's the thing. 
It's an acceptable thing in the world. And when we go to these other countries, we need to be aware of what their cultural um, things are that you shouldn't upset. Like I was reading an article before we went to Europe and apparently some places in Europe, if you do that for okay, you'll probably get a smack in the mouth. So I kept my hands in my pocket everywhere I went. But it's these things. So for the Christian, when we come into the Christian walk, as I said, we've come from different family backgrounds, different ethical backgrounds, different nations, cultures, and we've all got this mindset of how the world or how we work. But when we come into Christianity, we must use the Bible as our benchmark. Where am I? Yeah. That's why the Holy Spirit does what he does and that's why we need to walk in the Spirit. So what is our role? Our role is to not work. There we go. Is that our role? That's our role. It's interesting that when we look at how we are to become more Christ-like, more in tune with the Holy Spirit, that it's very practical things that will develop the spirituality. I mean, look at the fruit of the Spirit, as I said earlier. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. All practical attributes that we can work on. Jesus is teaching in the Gospels very practical work. A lot of it is about interaction with others. So what do we do? How do we walk in the Spirit? I think the real estate people say position, position, position. It's all about position, where you put yourself. The Bible tells us to, well, read the Bible. Read me. Meditate on it day and night. Psalm 119, 130 says, The unfolding of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Well, I get into that category. Matthew 4 and verse 4 says, Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. We need to be reading our word. James is the last month I think it was has been talking about the word of God but it's so important that we need to read the word of God do we get a divine revelation every time we do it probably all you people do but I don't but every now and then you'll be reading something and you've probably read it how many times before and you go oh yeah even last week I was looking at something and it changed my starting to change how I look at conviction and what the Holy Spirit's work in that is, but it's a bit controversial, so I won't share that just yet. We need to be reading the Word of God. When we read the Word of God, it tells us to pray, doesn't it? 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17 says, Pray without ceasing. Oh, but how do you do that? You do that by getting out of the mindset that prayer is something you do kneeling at your bed with your hands like that or sitting in your closet. I know we use the term closet for a quiet time and we need those things 
But you can't just go in your closet, pray for half an hour, hop out and stop praying. God wants us to pray all the time. And that's so simple. We can do it. Driving around in our workplaces. We can be praying all the time. Not just when we need to. A couple of years ago I was uh, visiting a friend of mine who had a terminal illness. And uh, this day I turned up and he'd really gone down quite quickly over about a week or so. And I left that day very heavy, very sad to see a, a husband, a father, a friend, all-round good guy, knowing that without a major miracle from God, we'll be doing a funeral. And as I was driving along, I'm just praying in tongues, and I thought, I think I'll go to the jam bar and get a coffee on the way and just sit in my office for a while. That's pretty spiritual, isn't it? And as soon as I thought that, I thought, no, go to Penny. Now, for those who may not know, Penny, who comes here, they're away on holidays, so I can talk about her. She had a little coffee cart outside um, Coles, Kmart down there for a couple of years. And I thought, that's dumb. That's so way out of my way. I'm coming along Kirkwood Road, Dixon Drive, sneak into the IGA near around here at some valley, wherever it is. It's sort of pretty well on my way back. Because that's going down to the Kinkor, that's way out of my that's stupid. Go to Penny. That's a dumb idea, I'm not going to Penny. Way out of my way. Go to Penny. All right, I'll go to Penny, brain. You win. So I go to Penny's. Yeah. Most of us probably know Penny. She's sort of bright, bubbly, big smile, big laugh. And you spend five minutes with her and the Holy Spirit's done his job. And I got a coffee as well. So I didn't have to come back and sit in my office and have a coffee and sit still. The load had lifted. She had no idea what was going on. And for about the next few months, every most Wednesday afternoons, I was down there having a coffee. A little side point is don't discount if you can only do little things because you really don't know how that's helping somebody else. All Penny did was be yourself, make me a coffee and off I went. And in that moment the Holy Spirit had been able to relieve the, the, the burden off the heaviness. So we need to read the word, we need to be praying we need to get together as Christians, as we've done this morning. Life groups, camps, conferences, all those sorts of things. Strengthening one another, building one another up in the holy faith, Jude says. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. I saw an interview of two girls at the Winter Olympics, two Australian girls, I'm not quite sure. I think they might have been snowboarding or some ski thing. And one had been doing it for a number of years and one had only just started. And all they did, the whole interview, was compliment each other and encourage each other, saying, look, she's only been doing it for 12 months, but what I see in her, her dedication, that really 
it, you know, encourages me to keep going, the older one's saying, and then the new one's saying, oh, it's so good being with her because she's teaching me new things and how to do because they're in the same event and all this sort of stuff. That's what we get when we get together, when we come together. That's what happens this morning when we're together. God can move, his Holy Spirit can move and touch people's lives when we're together. I went to a um, Emmaus walk, if you know what they are. They were men, men's and women's camp, basically, up at Cool Waters near Yapoon. And uh, we, we had a, uh, part of it, we had a, um, what do you call it? Communion service. And we all went into this little room and uh, the, the, the idea was that there was, a, there was a basket of bread up the front and uh, there must have been a goblet of uh, wine, juice, whatever. And the guy that was taking the service, I said, gentlemen, this morning, what I want us to do is we're going to have 10, 15 minutes. We'll just sit, be on, no, sit, don't talk, just wait on the Lord. And I want us to do, um, just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us of something that, you know, you need to alter in your life or, you know, Maybe it's a major thing, maybe it's a little thing, whatever. And then we'll come up one at a time and we'll take a piece of bread and instead of eating it, we will put it in another basket or something and that'll be a sign of us uh, doing what we've been going through or something. My immediate reaction, I hate these silly things. <laughs> you, know, these, you know, the one about you write something and you burn it and you throw away and all the bad things are gone? I just think... I. Oh, you might like them, so I better not. And I'm, so I'm sitting there going, oh, yeah, whatever. All right, let's see. Uh, oh, I haven't really been reading the Bible too much lately. Uh, the, this is before I was a pastor, so you can not read your Bible so much when you're not a pastor. <laughs> so, and, you know, I've been praying all that much, been a bit busy. Oh, that'll do. And silly me, silly me, didn't think that perhaps the Holy Spirit will turn up in this meeting. Peter Miles was there, weren't you? <laughs> he must have turned up because there was a little Baptist guy from Mackay or something. He was the first one to go out the front and the, the spirit, I think Peter was ready to catch him. The spirit just about floored him. And I had not, not a word, not a, it was just, I guess, a sense. And it was a rather convicting sense. It was, you need to repent of not following your call. Okay, <laughs> that's a bit heavier than not reading your Bible and praying. And uh, okay, that sort of really hit me. So I went out and I dutifully put my little piece of bread in the thing and I had an opportunity to talk to one of the leaders while I was there and he prayed with me. That was in June of 2016 and I think September 2016 I was appointed assistant pastor at Port City Christian Church in Gladstone. So when God's ready to move, get ready to go with him. But that possibly, I mean, God can use all sorts of ways to do things. But I was in an environment where we were totally focused on God for the whole weekend. You didn't even get Saturday afternoon off to go to, you know, play down the beach or anything. 
the whole three days was focused on God. And with other like-minded men, the Spirit was able to minister to me. So we need to be reading, to be reading our Bible. We need to be praying at all times. We need to be in fellowship with one another. And there's no real procedure or steps to being ministered to by the Holy Spirit. I know there's lots of books in Mikurong that tell you there is, but I can assure you there isn't. No different to healings and salvations. There's so many different. You've only got to read the word. You've only got to go to a testimony meeting to find out that God does things differently just about all the time. But there's one thing that is rock solid. If you feel a sense or hear something from the Holy Spirit or believe the Holy Spirit is guiding, leading, speaking to you, whatever, it must line up with the Word of God. Remember the benchmark is the Word of God. No foggy, mystical mumbo-jumbo. The Holy Spirit will always guide us in line with the Word of God. He says in the book of John that the Holy Spirit will bring back to remembrance my teaching. The Holy Spirit's not going to give you a new teaching. There are cults and religions all over the world that have got a new teaching about the Word of God. The Christian, there's no more to be added. So that's why you need to read the Bible because the Holy Spirit will bring back to your remembrance. If you haven't read it, you're not going to remember it. Remembrance is bringing something back you already know. So basically, in the practical, we must position ourselves so that we will receive the spiritual from the Holy Spirit and then walk in the Spirit. It forms a pattern of our life. Am I working? No, no, go back one. There we go, yeah. (laughs) When someone walks in the Spirit, they listen to what the Holy Spirit says as he guides us in the path and nature of Jesus. Jesus told us that the mission of the Holy Spirit would be to promote and speak of him. John 16, verses 13 and 15. However, when he, the, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine what is mine and declare it to you. All the things that the Father have has a mind, therefore I said he will take of mine and declare it to you. I said earlier that we need to be heavenly minded that so we can be of great value on earth for the kingdom of God. The Lord's Prayer says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God wants heaven down here. Romans fourteen seventeen says God's kingdom isn't a matter of what you put in your stomach for goodness sake. It's what God does with your life as he sets it right, puts it together and completes it with joy. Your task is to single-mindedly serve Christ. Do that and you'll kill two birds with one stone, pleasing the God above you and proving your worth to the people around you. If you haven't guessed, that's the Message Bible. 
The main aim of us walking in the Spirit is that we would be the salt of the earth. And what does salt do? Seasons. What do you feel like after you've had something really salty? Thirsty. We are the salt of the earth. We are to make the non-Christian thirsty for the things of God. We need to walk in the Spirit, being guided and directed by the Spirit into the likeness of Christ that others will be drawn to the kingdom of God. That's the whole process. Could I have the music team back, please? This little thing hangs on my wall in my office and it's a uh, quote by a fellow called Reverend Graham Long who works at the Wayside Chapel in King's Cross. Now if you don't know what King's Cross is, it's a suburb of Sydney that we would call a red light district. That means it's rather seedy, has nightclubs, strip clubs, prostitutes and all these sorts of things. Drugs, alcohol problems, mental issues, the whole suburb's probably full of it. And this little chapel, I don't know how big it is, but this chapel, Wayside Chapel, has been there for many years, ministering to the people of that area. Reverend Graham Long says, Thank God I don't fix anything. Otherwise the burden would be too great. All I do is be with or alongside people Anything that is fixed comes as an accident of that meeting. I think this is what is best about the Wayside Chapel. Perhaps we should take that and imply it to our Christian life. The responsibility of being a Christian is absolutely awesome. It could be a burden when you read what we're meant to do, how we're meant to act. All I do is be alongside people. Let's, be, let's walk in the Spirit and be alongside people. He uses the word accident. If anything gets fixed, comes as an accident. Well, I guess God and the Holy Spirit are into accidents. Doesn't that take the pressure off? That's why it hangs on my wall. Because when I meet with people, sometimes I sit there going, what am I going to do here? I have no idea. And as it moves on, an accident happens. The Holy Spirit ministers to the person and it's fixed or heading towards being fixed. And all I had to do was be there. What a great job. No KPIs, no, no whatever you call them, all this. Who, I, if, if I leave this church, I'll be retiring because I don't think I could work anywhere else. But what a great thing to know that it's the Holy Spirit that does the work. He just wants you and me to be there. To walk in the Spirit. Will you stand with me this morning?
other way, I'll have been turned off. Right, I'm back on again. Father, we thank you that you're with us this morning. We do thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit that is with us not only today but always, wherever we go, as a, as a group or as individuals. Father, we pray this morning that you would help us to walk in the Spirit. That, Lord, as we do the practical things, you will come in through the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit and do the amazing things. That we could give glory to your name. That those in our community, those in our family, our workplaces, our sporting groups, our clubs, our whatevers, we would make them thirsty for you because we walk in the Spirit. Father, we just do thank you for your wonderful love for each and every one of us this morning. That you would see fit that you would place your Holy Spirit within each and every one of us that believes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And Father, we give you all the glory and all honour in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, team.